0: Hi, I'm GP, and I'm a first-time dad. Okay, so this episode, I'll be talking about music, more specifically music that's meant for babies, or baby music, okay? And the baby music I'm talking about is the annoying, creepy ones, you know, like... The ones they play in carnivals or theme parks, like It's a small world after all And then, you know, sung by children or maybe adults Who are trying to sound like children, I don't know But that's the kind of music I'm talking about when I say baby music Like uh, nursery rhymes, Jack and Jill, Old MacDonald Had a Farm You know, those children's songs And uh, a lot of versions of those songs are, you know, creepy, haunting for me at least. And they're the types that, you know, they play on loop in uh, amusement parks. So even before I had a kid, I already had the idea in my head that I'm gonna be steering clear of those types of music. I got the idea from a friend of mine, Carl, was a friend I had in college and I remember years ago, probably 18 to 20 years ago, I'm not sure exactly, but around the early 2000s, he and his girlfriend then, but now wife, had a baby boy. And I visited them in their house in Baguio City. And they let me sleep over one of their spare rooms. And he was taking care of his baby. And I remember he was playing Beatles songs to the baby. And I was really in awe of what he was doing. I was like, man, your baby's like three months old and he's listening to the Beatles. And his reply was, oh, I just go straight to the classics, you know. And I I nodded my head in agreement because he didn't let the baby go through Old MacDonald had a farm, Jack and Joe, Beatles on the bus, B-I-N-G-O, and all those other songs, you know. Just straight to the Beatles. And anyway, the Beatles have an album that sounds like a children's album, you know, the old submarine. And so I thought, that's perfect. You know, when I have a kid, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go straight to the classics and just fill his spongy little brain with the great, great songs of this century, the last century, you know, of all time. Of course, classical music is a given, you know, it's a It's always been highly recommended for babies, but I thought, you know, if we're gonna go music with words, you know, pop music, I'm gonna give them the greatest pop tunes ever written. But that all changed when I had a child of my own. Okay, but let me tell you uh, how early music became part of my, my baby's life. You know, as I mentioned in previous episodes, me and my wife had several miscarriages. Three before we had my baby boy Robin so when we got pregnant with Robin, and when we got past the 11-week mark, because that was the uh, that was the time that we lost the fetus, you know, around 11 to 12 weeks, the fetus will die. So once we got past that 11-week mark, we knew this was it, you know, because we also underwent treatment for that. So uh, I was pretty sure that was going to be it. Like, this is going to be the baby that's going to be born. So... Just to make sure that the baby would indeed be a healthy baby and would actually complete the term, you know, we would have these meditation sessions. This was during the pandemic, so it was virtual, you know, online, via Zoom. But me and my friends and my family, my wife's friends, would uh, come together on a Zoom call, and we'd have, you know, a little bit of... uh, prayers, mantra, whatever, and then we played some meditation music to the fetus, and we had that like every month until my wife gave birth, but in between the meditation sessions, like every day, my wife had a playlist of songs that we used in the meditation sessions, and she would play them on her phone, and she'd put the phone on her tummy, so the baby was absorbing the music on a daily basis, so as early as... During the pregnancy, inside the womb, my son was already being exposed to music. And so when he came out, I was so excited. I wanted to do the the thing that Carl would do with his kid before. So I played lots of pop tunes to my kid. The tunes that were popular during that time, that was the time of BDS, K-pop, even some songs that were a few years old, like Gangnam Style, Kendrick Lamar. But not so much Kendrick because, you know, he curses on his songs. So we just played it a few times. I played a lot of Bruno Mars to my boy. Coldplay, The Beatles, you know, 80s music, Bob Marley. There was a lot of music that I played to my boy. A lot. And uh, I wanted to give myself a pat on the back for doing that. Because, you know, uh, I was giving my, my boy musical education very early in his life. But then, here's the kicker. As he grew older... You know, he's uh, almost two years old now, so as he was growing older, you know, when he was starting to communicate already, he would tell us what songs he liked. So at first, you know, among the songs that we gave him, Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, so he would choose which ones he really liked, and we'd play them on YouTube, and we'd ask him, do you like this? No, yes, no. And then eventually, he went back to the thing that I was avoiding, which was baby music. Music written, his age group. So I was wondering why is that? So I I thought a lot about it and I think I found the answer. I think it's uh, it has to do with what baby songs are really meant to do. That is, introduce melody to the baby because, you know, their understanding of notes is very limited. You know, they don't have the full spectrum yet of all the notes in an octave, you know, all 12 notes. Of an octave, you know, babies are are too young yet to comprehend the full scale of musical notes, you know. So that that's why they have songs like uh, Do Re Mi and The Sound of Music, where it's only the the major notes, you know, not the the sharps, not the flats, you know, just C D E F G A B. You know, just those ones Because what you need to do really is just introduce changes in notes to the kid You know, you don't really need to go deeper, you know I think having flats and sharps That's more of a semi-advanced kind of knowledge So you just start with the basic And that's why a lot of children's songs Probably all children's songs can be played without the sharps and the flats You know, just the, the main notes the C D E F G A B. And uh, another thing that I noticed with children's songs, baby songs, is that they're very repetitive, you know. It doesn't follow yet the pop structure of having a verse, chorus, verse, bridge, and then verse. It's more of like a, a verse that could be the chorus, you know, repetitive, and then you just repeat it again, just change a few words, repeat it again, and change a few words, repeat it again. Like uh, the best example for this is. The wheels on the bus which my boy is really addicted to right now. So in the wheels of the bus you start with the wheels of the bus go round and round and then you repeat the same melody after that but you change it to the doors of the bus go open and shut and then after that you repeat it again but you change the words this time you say the wipers on the bus go smish 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 and so on and so forth. So. You know, the repetition is key here To uh, give the baby the notion that Music can be infinite, you know It can play infinitely on an infinite loop You know, but eventually people will get tired So you have to stop at some point But theoretically, music can be played on an infinite loop So the repetition plus the simple melody Simple chord structure And very easy lyrics Like uh, open and shut Or swish 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 or round and round you know these are very simple words one syllable words that baby will actually get to use in other contexts for example round can refer to a ball could refer to a circle pizza you know these words are things that many babies start off with you know uh, uh, beginning words i think that's what they're called you know one syllable words that babies will eventually get to use on a daily basis. Cat, dog, mom, mommy, daddy, things like that. So right now my baby is really addicted to Wheels on the Bus. He's probably heard so many variations of it. I don't want to say all variations of it because I'm pretty sure there are a lot more that he hasn't heard, but he's heard a lot of it, you know, and even the new ones from Snoop Dogg, he's heard that. So kudos to Snoop Dogg, you know, the animation kind of sucks compared to the others, like Melon and Little Baby Bum, which are YouTube channels, by the way, that you can check out. But, you know, Snoop Dogg venturing into children's songs, that is really awesome, and I salute you, Snoop. You've always been one of my favorite rappers. Okay, so, uh, so aside from Meals on the Bus, he also likes to... Uh, The ABC songs, some counting songs, I don't really remember, but it's mostly Beatles on the bus. But of course, me and my wife, we still try and keep him away from Baby Shark. I have nothing against Baby Shark, but it's really damn catchy, and it's really annoying. More for us than for him, you know. We want to steer him away from that, because we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear Baby Shark. If he discovers it, fine, but right now, we're steering clear of it. So you try as much as possible not to play it, never to play it, so it doesn't appear on the YouTube algorithm of suggested videos, you know. So steer clear of that. All right, so that's my musical experience with my baby boy. Uh, You can send us a message at firsttimedadpodcast at gmail.com. That's one ttimedadpodcast at gmail.com and you can listen to first time dad on anchor spotify apple podcasts google podcasts amazon music and other major podcast platforms also first time dad is a part of the philippine podcast directory like and follow it on facebook to check out other great podcasts from other pinoy podcasters so again till the next episode have a great day ahead and goodbye